Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome beautiful souls. Today is podcast number 12 and this is a really special podcast and we're really excited to be here. Yeah, I think you guys are definitely in for a treat today. Um, This is a very, very special episode for us and we are just really excited to just jump into it. Right, we feel feel like it is our mission to get this the story out basically it's a story but it's a beautiful story of hope yeah and it it encapsulates every like the essence of god i think like he's all about uh, well miracles i mean it's right in the title he's all about miracles when he sent down jesus like jesus was performing miracles left and right he was just there to serve and love and provide for people and we have our own experience with that. Right, we do. And so it is about miracles. And who doesn't want to believe that miracles exist? Yeah, Who doesn't exactly. want to believe that miracles happen? That is what brings us hope. And hope is the reason for our existence. For sure. And so we can tell you, we can guarantee you, that miracles are for real. And God is in the business of delivering miracles. Yeah. And you know what? He doesn't have any preset limit on miracles, not even per day, per person, per event. No. I don't think. We've witnessed many, many miracles. For sure. And it's kind of how we show up, though. Like, it's our responsibility kind of to see them, to recognize them. We can go through our life and not see them and be mad at God, but he's there and he's with you and he's providing those miracles for you. And so it's just in the way that you show up and if you notice them. Right. And so it kind of deals with that openness that we talked about in podcast number two. And yeah. P- praying correctly that that there's like four different steps and part of it is being open. For to, sure. To what God wants to do in your life and what he is giving you, whether or not is what you necessarily wanted. Yeah. And so I think we're both pretty experienced in maybe not getting what we thought we wanted and wondering why. Yes, that is is definitely something that shows up in our lives. But I think later we see that God was ultimately on our side and doing what was was best for us. Right, and so that's where the miracle comes in. And that's where our faithfulness comes in. That's where our relationship with God is only intensified in these moments where it feels like almost that I have been abandoned anyways, where I let go or move past that fear and then pray to God and kind of give him everything 
yeah. of me and ask him to show me what he wants me to learn and ask for my prayer request. And that's when God has showed up big time. Yes, for sure. I think that's really true. And, you know, we have to be willing to be, yeah, be open. However, we do realize that, you know, life isn't always sunshine and butterflies. And people do go through really, really hard things. And it seems like nothing good can ever come out of it. And right. we that's kind of what we're sharing today is a, a moment in time. A miraculous moment. That yeah. It was amazing. Unbelievable. But it happened. It happened. So And it's awesome. And yeah. It, it's all because of God. For, yeah, for sure. Uh, lots of people were praying. It was amazing. An amazing story that we're going to share with you today. And the reason that we want to share it, we had I had second thoughts about sharing it. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was definitely not the first one to be telling my friends. <laughs> you know, it's a little different with teens, but, you right. know, I you can share about your experience. So. Right, right. And so why we're sharing it. Well, one reason why we are is what we do in Faithfully Unapologetic is we really look to God as we live our life and we look to God for answers and yeah. we often find them in the Bible and God speaks to us as well through many different things but um, particularly with this podcast we like to focus on the Bible which is an awesome book of you should read it guidance <laughs> for us yeah, it's, it's it's God's word beautifully inscribed that helps millions and billions of peoples over yeah and it's definitely given us of years it's given us clear direct messages about being like like testifying on god's behalf showing right. his goodness telling of his goodness and one of the first verses we have comes from the book of psalms and Mom, do you want to read it? I would love to okay, read it. Okay, I'm okay. glad that you asked me because I wanted to read this one. Okay. It's kind of funny how we get attached to our certain verses. Yes, for sure. So it's Psalm 105, and it's verse 1 through 2. And it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Yeah, so it's like... I mean, if you experience something amazing that comes from God, you you gotta you gotta shout it from the mountaintops. You just gotta right. be out there and open and like be like just so excited that He's done this for you, and He tells us to do that. Right, it's your responsibility to get the word out because it's yeah. like when Jesus died, or when people followed. Well, yeah. Jesus. No one said, hey, keep this a secret. Don't let anybody know. Jesus died to save us from our sins, but we don't want people to know that he has yeah. been resurrected. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, a secret. And, or when he was born, too. They weren't like, okay, whatever. Like, angels right. literally opened up the sky and told the shepherds, like, go see him and go tell of the good news. Like, right. Go tell It's people. not this secret that should be kept. So, God and Jesus are good. They are love. They are the highest vibration on this earth. And so we want to spread this love whenever we can. And that's absolutely what this story is in a time that was very, very bleak and 
scary. Yeah. So the second one comes, the second verse we have that kind of tells us to go out and be God's testifier. I don't know if that's a word, but testify on God's behalf comes from Mark. And it's Mark 5.19. And kind of to give some context, Jesus had just healed a demon-possessed man. And he tells this man, or, and it reads, and he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has been merciful on you. Right. So again, another message, it's like, hey, God has done this for you. Yeah. Share with others, share these miracles. Absolutely. Let them know what God is capable of. Yeah. And uh, in a, like, in a way, it's being able to receive that gift, right? Because, you know, uh, okay, I got, I got a guitar for Christmas. I'm not going to, you know, not play it or tell anybody about it. It's just, like, exciting. It's fun. In a way, like, I kind of just want to tell everybody, I got a guitar for Christmas. Because in the same Yeah, in the same way, Jesus had just done this amazing thing. Obviously, this is way bigger and better than a guitar. But Jesus had just healed this man who had been possessed by a demon. Oh, my gosh, right. Like, that, that would be such a crazy experience to be able to be possessed and then not be possessed. Like, you want to go share that stuff. You want to be so bold about your faith and so, like, right. excited Absolutely. just to show everybody and go tell everybody. Right. Tell everybody. So, miracles, large and small, we all need hope. They're yeah. all big. They're all important. So, I really like the analogy about the guitar because you got a gift. Yeah. And you really liked it. I you, really did. <laughs> and you really wanted to share it, particularly with your friends. Yeah. And so it's interesting how we maybe get a little bashful when we have these miracles and these blessings in our lives. I feel like that's a common thing. We almost can get a little timid or shy in sharing our experience. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's because I don't want to make people feel bad if they haven't had a similar experience. Yeah. Or I don't know. know. Also, but like when it comes to this particular kind of miracle where you know, we say it's from God because we know it's from God. We know it's from but God. But I think, you know, that's a different kind of touchy subject where people are like, well, it's just a coincidence. Like, no, like, there's no God. Like, you're just, it's a coincidence and that's cool. Like, good for you. You're right. Maybe I'm so, covering it all up because this is a God thing. And yeah. I don't maybe. Wanna... Maybe. I, I don't know. It's just like, it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing to experience and kind of go through and have to work through so right it is but I but I I can share that I have I have shared it with a lot of people that I know and people like my chiropractor after it happened and it really was a blessing I mean it really was significant because when I told my chiropractor he was just like oh my gosh thank you so much for telling me this He's like, I needed to hear some good news today. Yeah. And this is amazing. This made my whole day. This made my whole week. And he gave me the biggest, longest <laughs> hug. <laughs> that and is it awesome. was so sweet. I love that. And so amazing that it 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 is important to share these things. It is. That to share hope and to share our blessings and to share our miracle. And I was I was also in the dentist and I was <laughs> telling the dentist about it, the receptionist actually. And 
she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, I have chills just listening to this story. It is amazing and it's beautiful. And God is real and so are miracles. And she's like, thank you so much for sharing this story. It gives people hope, honestly. Yeah, you know, and I think I told the technician and she's like, oh, thank you for sharing it too. Yeah. Well, now we've talked about this, we've hyped the story up so much let's get, get into to it. it let's get to it yes let's yes g- yes okay so get some well, people on the edge of their seats people <laughs> on the edge of their seats guess what we all got sick we all yeah. got um, sick and very very you, sick. you can kind of assume with what but yeah so it was not a pretty 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 thing to have mom you want to kick us off it wasn't a good thing at all we all got very sick we all got very sick differently yeah. And it was it was a very strange thing. And, you know, I think I want to do something a little bit different before we get started. I think I just want to start us off with a little prayer before mm-hmm. I begin, because this is such a significant story. And it really, I think, affects everybody out there listening, everybody in the world. This has really been a difficult last two years Yeah, uh, for many people. Yeah. And I... I want to acknowledge that because a lot of people have lost people to yeah. sickness. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people have lost their financial stability. A lot of people are struggling with health issues that seem to come up. A lot of people are struggling with mental health issues. A lot of people are struggling with their older parents who are struggling. The elderly are struggling because they're so lonely. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many different things that have been affected that there's not a single person, I don't think, that has come out of this without a change. Yeah, A change sure. that maybe doesn't feel very good. So even here in Minnesota, uh, it's been declared a children's mental health crisis because of the anxiety and depression that they're showing right now so I want to acknowledge that and just say a little prayer for everybody who is listening and everybody in the world I just want dear Heavenly Father it's just come down and into our heart and into our soul send your Holy Spirit please send us healing where we need it healing in our mind healing in our body healing in our spirit send the holy fire down and help us to be strong and to fill us with your wisdom so that we know what to do when we are in these circumstances where we feel overwhelmed thank you for sending jesus and thank you for your holy power and majesty please be present with each and every one of us dear god help us help the people who cannot hear help them to listen help them to hear your voice Help the ones who are stuck in darkness to be able to find you. Help those that are doubting to see you. Help those who are faithful to feel you. Please send your healing power, your grace, and your guardian angels down to each and every person listening so that they may be given your grace and have your holy power and spirit to guide them throughout their day and the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for that lovely prayer. Thank you. Let's let's so, get into it. Let's get into it. So where do we begin? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess it all started with a sore throat. Yeah, well, we know that sore throats aren't really a 
just a just a sore throat. And it's not just a sore throat anymore. No, never. So the ironic thing is I had been talking to my friend whose husband who was really sick for the last three weeks. And so she had just contacted me telling me how it was really important that I needed to stock up on things in case any one of us in our family were to get sick. And this was like literally two days before I got my sore throat. So I started ordering different vitamins and supplements and different things to help us. So I had a little inkling, which was kind of a little blessing that God gave me this little guidance to, hey, get things in order because you never know. So of course I go into quarantine, um, which we've learned a lot of things as we've gone through this whole experience. I probably wasn't quarantined quite enough, but I was in quarantine and people were like, oh, just take this time to just, you know, enjoy it. Have some quiet time, have some downtime, do what you want to do during like these next two weeks. And that did not happen. That did not (laughs) happen. There really wasn't any downtime. There was really nothing relaxing about this situation. No, not at all. Not at all. So, and I, I had a cold and the cold got pretty, pretty, the cough, the, the lungs, it settled in my lungs. And so there was a lot of concern with getting pneumonia and having it attack your lungs and different things. So I got checked out right away pretty early because the cough was significant and it kept me up all night. And I really wanted to get something to help with the cough. But the doctor actually wouldn't let me. He said it was against the policy at the clinic to give out those kind of meds. And uh, he was going to send me home. So that was I was really disappointed, but I didn't really say anything. I and then I just because he just checked me out. He said like you know all my stats were good. I was I was fine, so it was good news. But I just needed something so I could sleep at night to get rid of this cough, and so I just wanted some kind of drug. And he said no, but then he changed his mind and said yes. But he wanted my physician to sign off on it, and my family physician, and I didn't have one. So I'm like whatever. Okay, I'm just gonna leave. It's like forget it. I don't even I. I don't want to deal with it. It was just like too much. And then after I left, I got a little ping on my phone. And actually that doctor had put that order through, which was kind of amazing to me and another blessing because that that drug really did help with my cough. It helped me to sleep. And I think it really helped me to get a lot of rest. So it was kind of critical. And so it just goes to show. It's <laughs> Especially like, since you'd be dealing with a lot the next following couple days. Yeah, the next week or so, just so that I had something. So that was really a blessing because uh, he, he ended up putting it through. And so there's a lot of people out there who want to help you. Um, so you might run into a lot of walls, but don't let that, I guess, get you down. It's yeah. like keep on. There's always a will. Yep. Keep on. Keep there's on, always a way. What? Keep on getting your needs met. Keep yeah. being the voice to get your needs met or your child's needs met is where I really want to go with that. You definitely got to advocate. Yeah, you definitely got to advocate. So I was sick. And then all of a sudden, what, five days later, six yeah. days later, all of a sudden dad was sick. And he had a fever and he felt really, really crappy. And for lack of a better word, I guess crappy's probably, he probably would agree. Yeah, that was a good he was word just feeling him. crummy. I think he had woke up with body aches. Right? Yeah, and fever. And so he had a whole different set of symptoms than I yeah. had. Yeah. So this whole thing was very strange. And so he was now sick quarantined in another room mm-hmm. i was sick quarantined in a separate room and then we have ta-da! i was quarantined in the basement i didn't have symptoms yet so i was just chilling down there it was very like at first it was like yeah like i'm in the basement like yay 
Like I'm alone. <laughs> and then I'm alone cooking and cleaning and running errands and trying to get different things from the store and all this stuff ready. So yeah. it was really kind of crazy. You were probably kind of losing your mind. Well, yeah. I mean, I had like a decent amount of freedom. But, 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 but. Then I realized it was very lonely down there. But then I right. got COVID too. So <laughs> so then it all ended. The loneliness ended. Yeah, which I was still down in the basement for a good, good so and so in the meantime my quiet restful week where i could just kind of kick back and relax was my husband was super sick and he was passing out and he had to go to urgent care in fact he was so sick at urgent care he almost fainted that they threatened to call the ambulance so it's like i actually had to go get him and drop him off at and that was the first day i was like really really sick emergency So, you know, I had my mask and all the prep. I, I didn't go in or anything, but he needed to get there and he needed yeah. care. So I had to get him there. So uh, he went to emergency and they tested him and he was sick and uh, they sent him home. Now they sent him home with some drugs and, but he was really sick and not feeling well. Yeah. And so he was we were really concerned. Yeah. Well, I was afraid for both of you, so I was kind of freaking out before all this. Yeah. When I had it, I was freaking out for my daughter, Jaina, because of her heart history, and I was freaking out for my husband because of some of the things that he has going on. So yeah. So it's just like, oh my gosh. So when I got sick, I like... Panic mode. <laughs> panic mode. Panic mode. I like flipped my lid, literally. I was stressed. I, I was like... I don't even know. I can't remember a couple of days during all this that was happening because it was so crazy. But honestly, a blur. Honestly, a blur. But so they they have something that's called a monoclonal therapy that's supposed to be really good, and you have to get it right away. And so we really wanted to get it for my husband, but I couldn't drive him because I was too sick, and it was a four-hour drive. I, I couldn't have done it, and I had to take care of you, <laughs> Jaina. So thank God again. I'm another miracle and blessing is that his brother and his my brother. sister-in-law, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, who live uh, in another state far away, drove an hour and a half over to our house to drive two hours to take him to this hospital to get this treatment, and drove two hours back and then an hour and a half back to their house. <laughs> so that was kind of a God-given blessing as well, that they were able For and sure. capable to do it, and they both had, both had COVID, so they both weren't really worried about catching it. Yeah. So that was awesome, and that was amazing, and I could just kind of worry about Jaina, why somebody else was taking care of my husband. Yeah, so while Dad was going through that, the morning that I woke up sick... I, it was kind of weird. It kind of just like hit me. I woke up, felt like the flu, but the weird thing was my heart rate was high. And when you have congenital heart disease, which if you want to learn more about that story, you can go to what is faith, the first podcast. Mm -hmm. And so with congenital heart disease, you kind of, you know what a high heart rate is. You know what a low heart rate is. You know what a normal heart rate is. And I could definitely feel that my heart rate was a bit high. And so we got the pulse oximeter, which reads your oxygen and it reads your heart rate and mine read 146 which for context a normal one is between 60 and 100 yeah and so we knew so yeah that it wasn't normal yeah and yet she's had two if i can share i think we've shared this in our other podcast two open heart surgeries Mm -hmm. and a life-threatening arrhythmia and so we've kind of run the gamut of a lot of yeah. So when this happens, we don't really take it lightly. No. So I immediately called the doctor. Uh, yeah. We have a doctor at the Mayo Clinic. I did not get my doctor. And the woman on the line told me that uh, it was not a cardiac issue, that we had nothing to worry about. She would just have to get through it. 
Yeah, which is really frustrating, especially since we've been here and it's like, okay, lady, we kind of know what a normal heart rate is. wasn't a good deal, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but everything was so chaotic. I mean, literally, we had a blanket laying on the dining room floor. Yeah. And that dog really liked to lay on it, but we would have to kick him off. <laughs> yeah, because we'd have to lay on it while <laughs> we're coughing our guts out. we'd have to lay on while we're coughing and sick and tired, and I'm trying to cook and get food and get yeah. everything ready for everybody and feed everybody. So we just kind of took turns revolving on that little yes. blanket yes. on the floor and lost a couple days, I think, there. And just I think we did. Trying to survive. And then it's just like, all right, there's something that needed to be done for yeah. you. So I wrote an email to our doctor. Yep. It's like, I, I need, we need to do something. It's like, can we give her something for her cough? What do we need to do? Um, something. So I sent the email, and again, it was kind of chaos because Dad was still pretty sick. We're still trying to work with him. Mom's and obviously, she's sick, but you're trying to deal with everything else. She's a mom. I mean, it's crazy. She's sick herself and trying to run us around and buy things. And, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine being you at this moment. Right. And I didn't really go out and buy too many things. We really did stay pretty quarantined, just to be clear on that. But, yes, I was still running around the house and taking care of things and doing yeah, things. Yeah, I'm, getting, that's what I meant, like, yeah. not running around, like, yep. uh, other places. But, right. Yeah. Getting um, my husband to urgent care wherever he needed to go and trying to get the help that we needed. So, uh, but then, um, so I wrote the email. I didn't hear the next day. It was, like, a couple yeah. days later. So, her heart rate zoomed up there on Monday. Yeah, it, it continued to get higher over the next, like, three days. And on Saturday morning, I finally got an email, and the doctor said, oh, take her to emergency ASAP. And, and they're like, like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Okay, this has been going on for five, six days now. Um, ASAP, this, like, she probably should have went to emergency, like, on Monday when it started. And so I was pretty upset, actually, at this point with everything going on and with the situation. Yeah. And so... I really couldn't drive. I was sick. I was shaky. Uh, it was downtown Minneapolis. I don't really like driving. I just, I really couldn't do it. I had to find a friend to do it. And it was really difficult because everybody was busy. Or nobody really wanted to get in a car with us, which I completely understand. Yeah, I mean, two Absolutely. people have COVID, I would definitely not either. <laughs> right. So it's just like, oh, dear God. It's like I just started, you know, asking people. And the people I thought, honestly, that would be able to take me couldn't take me. Yeah. So... I, and then a friend out of the blue just chimed and said, I can do it. Just tell me when. Give me the time. Boom. I mean, that was a living, breathing miracle. It was right amazing. There, It really was amazing how people showed up. It was incredible. And so it's, like, awesome. So I knew we've done this emergency kick before. I've lived in uh, cardiac intensive care before in the past. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, I knew we were going to emergency, so I knew we needed to pack. I knew we were sick. I knew we get, needed to pack some food. And so yep. it was just kind of amazing because my sister had dropped off the day before a beautiful homemade organic chicken noodle soup probably with homemade broth and everything it was yeah, like delightful it was so good so and another friend had dropped off another hot drink for us in this big huge thermos that was wonderful and sweet and amazing of her and so i had uh, this huge thermos that i could use to pack our soup which was amazing so i heated it up soup and another friend dropped off uh, food and sandwich fixings so i had I had lunch and I had dinner. I packed it up, packed some cards, packed some things, and we were ready to go. We were ready to go. And the other thing was, because Dad was still at home, but his brother, again, 
and his wife came to pick up my dad and take him to a different hospital where my aunt works and that was just a blessing in itself that mom didn't have to you know really worry about dad too much because his brother and his like his brother's wife yeah was that was a huge him, blessing because so. i couldn't he was not doing very well and i couldn't be there to take care of him and yeah. he really wasn't moving much so uh, he needed care so that was incredible as well another huge blessing so all these things were kind of stuck in this nightmare but these things were just they were just like coming in <laughs> all these blessings and people were coming into our life not well they were like you know, yeah not coming at our house but they were entering our life and just taking care of us even though or especially during this hard time they, so they really were and I had I had text support I had certain friends and sisters that were texting me while we were doing yeah. this which meant everything to me and I had another friend who worked with a doctor to give me different medications which was amazing it's like so many people were helping us that it was kind of crazy in yeah. this time of need how they all just kind of showed up and they were there um, almost out of the blue, it felt like. It, 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 it did feel like out of the blue, honestly. All these angels just, like, swooped in. Yeah. And so we're in emergency now. We're in emergency. And we're like, and just the emergency game is like, ugh. Yeah, I told my friend, just go. Don't wait. The emergency yeah. game is, is it's, it's, it's an, an all-day all thing. It's yeah. an all-day thing. So we knew it was going to be that way. We've been there before. And yeah. so she finally did leave. Yeah. And and it was we were there and you know it was it was going okay. It was they, weird. They, it wasn't like serious at all. I was like, oh, okay, like they're they're checking in on us like once every two hours. I felt like. Yeah, and they did a couple tests. Then X-ray, did blood. I think. I don't know. Yeah, they they did that, and yeah. so it felt uh, pretty controlled it was and very uh, much a hospital experience. Right. I don't know if you were worried at this point yet. Uh, no, because they weren't worried. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it felt everybody was pretty casual and nobody was too worried. And we were just trying to get her heart rate down naturally. She had to do some exercises to do it. Yeah. Well, one doctor came in and was like, well, here are the options for getting your heart rate down. Like, okay, you can do these exercises if that works. Or, yeah, if that works, like, you're good. If it doesn't work, we're going to have to give you a denosine, which I've had a denosine before. It's horrible. It feels like a 500-pound elephant is sitting on your chest at the same time you can't breathe and you're dying. So I really didn't. I was like not, a good not about to do adenosine. And the third option was uh, knocking me out and then they would shock my heart with, like, you know, the things that go, you, like, rub them together. A cardio and you go, conversion is yeah, what they call it. Like the a AED thing, whatever. So. And so this is all pretty scary stuff and unfortunately yeah. we have been there before so yeah. this wasn't looking too good to me all of a sudden because we had to change rooms and all of a sudden there was a lot more doctors and a lot more nurses yeah that's always a red flag I've yeah. been in a lot of doctors and hospitals and situations and so it's like okay uh, we're getting a big group of people here. This is not yeah. Pe- more people thing. were like, coming into my room, and they're like, "Okay, well, these exercises aren't working, and we're not gonna have you try it again, because your blood pressure is too low, and if you try again, it could go lower or something." So they're really worried about my blood pressure, which blood pressure is a pretty serious thing. So they're like, "Okay, these exercises aren't working. We're gonna need you to come into this other room, and we're gonna give you a denosine." And, and it wasn't just that's what I cried. 
<laughs> That's when I cried. Yes. I was like, not about to go there. It reminded me too much of 2018 with my whole like heart rhythm emergency thing there. Life threatening. And yeah. I just broke down in tears and I I was really, really scared. Like I was genuinely scared for my life. It was really scary. It was pretty scary because as a mom, it's like we were going into this room and I had been in this room before. Yeah. In this room, it was in in 2018 at 530 in the morning. We had just gotten out of the ambulance. They rolled my daughter in there. I think the whole hospital was there in that room waiting for my daughter to come. And uh, that was the night that the social worker told me to prepare myself for my daughter not to live through the night. Yeah. And so being back in that room again was not pleasant for you at all. No. It's and like, I had felt something. Like, I wasn't aware of being in that room before, but, like, I yeah. was like, I... Gina like, I was out pretty it. much. It was weird. With drugs, they had knocked her out at that time. Yeah, she was kind of out of it with yeah. all that was going on. But, yeah, she said she could feel it. It's like, yeah, you were there before. That was the room <laughs> yeah. in 2018. And so for me, as a mom, I can just tell you that I'm pretty much freaking out. Yeah. Okay, I'm, like, totally freaking out. It's like, dear God, it's like, why are we here again? Why am I in this room? What is going on? Why are we reliving this experience over again? What is going to happen? Yeah. But I had faith. I, I really did. It's like, okay, it's like, I don't know why we're here. Tell me what we need to learn. You know, help my daughter to get her heart regulated. Yeah. And so we go through the drug. Yeah, so everyone's, like, they wheel me into this room, and everyone's standing around. They, they're, like, for some reason, it took forever for them to, like, get the adenosine in, because they needed, like, some head nurse or doctor or whatever in there. So they give me the adenosine. It feels like I'm dying for 10 seconds. And it... And it, I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching the numbers. We're watching the numbers, and just like before, it's, like, it wavers, and it goes down, and we're ready to breathe. Yeah. And then it pops back up. Yeah. But after, like, 30 minutes or whatever... Her heart rate popped up, yeah. It went down, actually. It we stayed down, there. like, around 100 for, like, an hour. Yeah, we were in there for over an hour. Um, yeah. Because it started to drop after yeah. a while, which was amazing because it wasn't dropping right away. Yeah. It's supposed to no. drop right away. But we were doing a lot of prayers and stuff, and, like, we were praying a lot, and it was really... It was actually a cool experience because Mom and I were praying in the in the room and there's like two other nurses in there uh, were we i i don't honestly honest to god i don't even remember that really I was, like so freaked out probably. yeah well we were so. both praying and they eventually my heart went down it was down for like an hour we started talking about christmas movies we did we had a de- <laughs> we had a good conversation with the nurse there it felt really good everybody left you know when everybody's leaving that that's a good, it's like sign. A good sign right it's a good sign and so we get wheeled back into our room. Yeah, which is, like, a good sign. It's ne- We're not, like, being admitted into the hospital or anything. Yet. No. And so an even better sign, the doctor came in and sa- asked me, he said, Mom, how motivated are you to leave the hospital tonight? And I said, I'm not motiva- motivated at all. <laughs> I'm not She's leaving like, no, no way, no how. We're staying here. And he's like, okay, I'll go see if they can get you a room upstairs. Yeah. So it's like, oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. Yeah, uh, this is this is good. This is good. Thank you. So we had a brief calm. We had a brief calm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. felt kind of good yeah. for a couple yeah. minutes. It was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Tell another doctor walked in. Yeah. Well, we were we got out some food, you know, like, you know, oh, gotta we got to eat. eat. We're hungry. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, this is the second time I think we ate too. So we had it, it was earlier. Yeah. Yep. And so, so this is late. So this is we walk time, in. six, seven at night. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. So we're hungry and so we're eating and another doctor comes in. And her heart rate was like at like 78, 79, 80, something yeah. like that. And this other doctor comes in and then he's like, he was the new cardiologist yeah, on like call that. and he's like, I've looked at her report and she's in atrial flutter and we need to do something serious. Yeah, and then it went back up to 156. And so yeah. I panicked, and then, boom, yeah, well, just her heart monitor, boom. Right when he said that, it went, starts beeping. Right, of it course. went from 80 to 156. I'm like, and like. This is your old, fault. <laughs> right, like a good old patient, a good old parent uh, who's, you know, in a situation that is very dire with the doctors. I started blaming the doctor. I'm like, it's your fault. It's your fault. You came in here. It was down. It was down until you walked into this office and you yeah. made it go up. And he was very kind. And <laughs> this poor man. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, but I have the report right here. I can tell that she's in atrial flutter. All the documentation is here. Whether I walked in or not, this door, her heart rate was going to go yeah. up. But thankfully, I... but. The doctor who came in and asked us if we were ready to go home, but, like, mom said no. He, was this after or whatever? But yeah, this they were going to get us into Mayo Clinic because that's where my main well, so he cardiologist. Asked, right. He said we have to do some serious, yeah. serious things here and where do we want to go. And so, yeah. And so he's like, oh, I'm like the Mayo Clinic because that's where our doctor's at. And we were yeah. not. We were an hour and a half away from the Mayo Clinic. Mayo Which clinic. is insane. <laughs> insane. So he's like, okay, let me see um, if they'll okay it. And then they did. And then he's like, let me get an ambulance ready. Yeah. And, and so, then it was like there in the next two seconds, I swear. Like, yeah. We like, blinked our eyes. Literally ambulances take forever to get there that's what oh. that's what my experience was yeah it was but then it was there they're like hours. the emts were coming in they were like jane are you ready and i'm like no not like not <laughs> not ready at all right and that was like me and that okay so then i had set out i think i can't remember the detail of it but i i had sent out a frantic text yeah. to two people that i know um everybody that i know and then on facebook i asked for prayer it's like i need urgent gentle healing prayer right now jane is really sick we need her heart to be healed and to be regulated yeah it's like please send prayer i sent it out in desperation um and just quickly i and i texted to like i say to all my family yep. and close friends and posted it on facebook and then um i used the bathroom and tried to get ready for my hour and a half ride to the mayo clinic which driving in our own car i think the ride sometimes can feel kind of long yeah so i was not really looking forward to this hour and a half ride when i felt pretty crappy and thought i'd probably have to use the bathroom and i had didn't know what i was gonna do i i just i was dreading this ambulance ride and so we got all loaded in ASAP quickly. I think that was probably a God-guided miracle that this all happened yeah. so quickly. It's not happened that quickly before. Yeah. It was really weird, though, like, being a patient, going into an ambulance, you, know, you kind of feel like a burrito. They wrap you up really well. They're, like, <laughs> strapping you in. They're like, okay, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, I can't even move my arms. And it's very dark back there, Rallies. Yeah. yeah. I thought it looked like a space shuttle. Not going to lie. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in All the space. All the gadgets <laughs> and stuff they yeah. have back there. Yeah. And it's things. very cramped, though. Like, you can, you can like, feel people breathing. Oh, it's kind of gross. But, like, I don't know. And thank God they didn't turn on the siren. 
Oh, yeah. Mom <laughs> asked them not to. That would have been a long ride with uh, the yeah, siren. For, oh, for, it's for an hour and a half. I don't think so. But that only made our heart rate go up higher last time we experienced this. So, yeah. And why want it? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. So we're sitting in the back of the ambulance. You know? And so in the MT, there, the MT, EMT, is, it pretty much gives me this look. He locks gazes with me. I don't know yeah, if you heard him, but he's like, we're not going to do anything in here if we don't have to. Basically, he said, we know her heart rate's very high. Yeah. We're not going to try and get it down unless we feel, basically, it's life-threatening. Yeah. We want to get to the well, Mayo Clinic. Well, so that's good, though. That means, like, it's not life-threatening at right. the moment. <laughs> we want to get to the Mayo Clinic, and we're going to let them deal with it. Deal with I'm it, like, yeah. It sounds like a plan to me. It sounds good. I'd rather have you know the yeah. male clinic work with this heart issue. And so we get in there, and uh, I pulled out my lucky cards. We bought well, some. we they weren't lucky, but at that moment they were. Yep, they became very. They lucky. became. We bought them at our trip at Door County in the yes, fall in August, did. and it was fun. They had cherries on them, and I we had some bowls, paper bowls left in my yeah. My so we used bag. those to play the game. because yep, we ate soup in them, and I had some extra ones. And so they they might sound kind of silly that I'm telling you about them, but it was actually critical to actually play our game because she was on a hospital gurney, and there really wasn't a table or anything in order to yeah, play no, with I, cards. Yeah, no, they were just, like, sitting in my lap, and we were we were playing Crazy 8, but, like, the, ver- the, the bowl version of Crazy 8. We made up our own game. And kind so, of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was Crazy 8, but with bowls. <laughs> and we had to drop it in there. Yep, basically, yeah. Yeah, and put them in there. And so... Honest God, we played that for about an hour and a half nonstop. Yeah, and it's just a little context. So they have like this little monitor like strapped to me. It t- it says my blood pressure, my oxygen, and my heart rate. And so we could see those lines. You know, nothing's changing. Everything's the same. And so it was good. Yeah. And so we're playing. We're playing. And as we're driving, it's like I'm like, unbeknownst to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, you got. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so I just started praying. And like we talked about in Praying Correctly, um, podcast number two, you know, we said that the, the scripted prayers are sometimes phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Um, if and you have conviction and you have, like, power right. and passion behind it. You just don't want to get stuck saying them every day where they have no meaning. Our Father who are in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like I didn't know what to do. And I was so wiped out and stressed out at that time. Yeah. That's the only thing. It's like, okay, I said the Our Father. I said the Hail Mary. Um, and I said the 23rd Psalm. And I just kept saying them over and over and over again, asking God to help me. Yeah, I didn't know. I was just I was just over here winning card games. <laughs> yeah, she was But winning. she's over she here was... doing some, like, holy work. <laughs> I'm praying. And so we're playing cards in about 20 minutes from the Mayo Clinic. All of a sudden, the EMT has this little chuckle. And he <laughs> says, uh-huh. he's like, wow. He's like, there's a good thing about having COVID. And we just kind of look at him. You're like, what? What are you talking he, about? He like pauses. I'm like, dude. Yeah. He's like, she coughed. Which, mind you, Jana didn't notice the cough. I didn't notice the cough. I didn't notice the cough. Mind you, we've both been coughing our guts out like for the whole week. So we know what a cough is. Yeah. He's like, she coughed and she converted her heart. Yeah. And so my heart rate was back down to 78. Back and down to normal. We normal, look, boom, just and like it is. that. I didn't even notice, like, I didn't even, like, feel the change just happened. Okay, we had been working all day on converting this heart. We had used drugs. We had used everything in our possession. We were crying. To get Lot, there was still lots of coughing going on, like, in the hospital. Still yeah, trying coughing. to get this heart rate down. Yeah. And, and then he added, which 
we had been in emergency. Mind you, I had been at the end of summer in six weeks. Every other Saturday, I was in emergency three times. Once with my daughter, once with my husband, and once, once with, with the dog. dog. <laughs> so after that, you know, in the fall, right before I got sick, my sister's like, yeah, I think you've had enough emergency rooms for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I like that idea, God, but guess what? He had bigger plans. He had bigger plans. <laughs> bigger plans. But we were in there because uh, her rhythm wasn't... Um, a perfect sinus rhythm. It was a different rhythm. No, it was a different one. We don't have to get into it. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to get into it. But it wasn't, we we were, it was concerns, you know, it's okay. She's functioning fine, but it was a concern. It wasn't yeah. normal. And so just in the ambulance, it's like, and the cough, her, her rhythm was normal. Like, it was like perfect sinus perfect rhythm. sinus rhythm. Boom. After this cough, this miracle. Yeah. Cough. Okay. This whether you realize this or not. This is the flippin' miracle. This is the miracle. I, <laughs> it's the miracle. I went it's like, ugh, and insane. I converted my heart. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely you, insane. If you have been where we have been and all the health crises that we have had yeah. and all the stipulations with this. And so when we get to the Mayo Clinic, there's a big group of people ready to get us in there and they're yeah. ringing us where she's in cardiac pediatric cardiac intensive care. They just care. squeezed me in because apparently a lot of people were sick at that time. And yeah, a lot of people are sick. So we're in there and the doctor's talking about all the big tests they're going to have. They're going to do the MRI and the electrical study and they have these big heavy duty drugs that she's like, mom, I know you're not going to like. They have side effects. We're going to have to talk about <laughs> yeah. them. That she had all these drugs that she wanted to give, you know, for the flu and different things. These heavy duty big mm-hmm. drugs. This whole list of things. Very scary, scary things that we needed to do for my daughter. Yeah. And so it was beautiful because I had a little bed behind her bed. Oh, <laughs> a little gosh. Bed. <laughs> it was amazing. I was exhausted. I could not function or move. Yeah, I, no, mom was I, definitely not functioning at uh, this time. Um, no, it's like this is all kind of like too much to me. So yeah. all her tests, they, well, they didn't even do that many tests no, there. But she was hooked up to everything in intensive care. And I had this little bed I could lay right behind her. And they came yeah. in and did all the tests. They gave her different drugs and different things. And yeah. in the morning, they were going to do, they didn't really do any of the things that they talked about because of her no. Her heart rate was normal. I got to the hospital and they hooked me up and stuff and it was like 10 and I was like, let's watch a movie. (laughs) She's watching a movie. I'm like, dude. I was watching Incredibles too. I'm wiped out. I'm laying here. I'm numb. I was this comatose. Yeah. Mom couldn't even tell me to turn off the TV. (laughs) So they, in the morning they're like, we'll do the heart cath and then see what they have to do. But since her heart was pretty much regulated, they didn't really have to do much. Yeah. I think they like monitored it during the night to see like if anything would shift in it yeah she was hooked up she was monitored all night long to make sure and so it was good they did a heart echo in the morning and they're like her heart's perfect it's absolutely perfect yeah there's nothing wrong with it yeah which was incredible and so we kind of waited and eventually we just got kicked right out of there they're just like they were kind of of rude about it not gonna lie they're like okay you're fine leave that's the best thing. That's what you want to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, but that's a miracle. That was like nuts and that was, insane. That was the miracle. Like, like I was dying and then I was not dying, <laughs> basically. It was converted. The good Lord converted her heart. And it's like, um, even for me as a mom, I was so angry at myself because literally she, her heart, she was probably in atrial flutter since Monday. And we went, didn't go to urgent care until Saturday. Saturday. And so I really wanted to beat myself up for not, you know, getting to the doctor, you know, second guessing what I was told and doing it sooner. But 
I can't do that because this was all in God's hands. Yeah. This is, he and if I did that, they probably this. would have made me do like the big heavy duty drugs. And Well, I don't really know what would have happened, yeah. but God's way is perfect. This is where it's like where you think you something is right and something has to be this way, right? It's like give it up to God and he can take anything and change anything and make it perfect and yeah. beautiful. And For so sure. I know, well, I talked to friends and family. I had so many people praying. They were all praying at this one time. And I had people say that they ignited, took it to their church groups, they took it to their prayer groups, and they took it to their Bible groups, all different groups. I had friends saying, I'm having my parents praying. I'm having my friends praying. I had a friend saying they put it online for prayer requests. The people were all praying all around. It's like everyone dropped everything and started praying. Yeah. So the bigger picture here to me is that this is a miracle, but this is how we as individuals can connect and work together and support each other out of love through prayer. This is like the beautiful power of prayer. This absolutely is a power of prayer. This was covered in prayer. It's like I had people texting me all night and people were just thrilled to get the text back that her heart converted on her own. I mean, it was We didn't need any invasive care. It was incredible. I mean, the miracle, it's almost if you can really understand it, incomprehensible. But yeah. knowing how much we were bathed in all this prayer with God's blessing and our faith. It's I mean, like, you could you could just feel it too, though. I mean, even though as scary as it was, you could, like, feel it. and You could. Even, we've right, been I, there before, and so it's like... It, I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, I wanted practice. to freak out, but there was this underlying calm of God's faith. Like, yeah. okay. And I think you your faith definitely God. calmed me too, because I was really, really scared in that one room emergency but you know I, oh, yeah, at the same time now, I, I remember like, yep when we started praying I remember now, yep we just started I, had, I had peace we started praying yep when we were in that room I, I remember yeah. now it comes back to me you're oh. right we were praying the nurses were there <laughs> we were. they were all around but we were both praying we didn't care we were praying in that room and that's where you got to be bold about your faith and just like you know show because you know our prayer does make a difference and no matter what we pray or who we're in front of or whatever like if you're praying it's gonna work like it's like you you know when I, when I pray right I pray for God's I pray for God's healing I wanted you to be healed I also know that I pray for God's will to be done it's like guide me show me what I need don't to pray learn. for God's will to be done I don't want no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to go quite yet so. well yeah that's, pray for God's will yeah it's a good thing and it's really what I have learned that I have to do is give it up to God. I, I mean, yeah. that is faith. I, that I, pray, is faith. I pray for what I want. I pray for the healing. Yeah. But I ultimately give it to God. I yeah. don't holler at him for doing wrong things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean. Uh, I, a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I don't second guess him. And that's where that faith piece comes in. For sure. Right. For sure. So it was amazing. And then, because at this time, while we were going there, right Tad was being taken, my husband was being taken to the hospital because he yeah. was so sick. And his brother-in-law is like, he's got to go. He can't stay here. It's like, thank you. But as we're sitting in the ambulance, right, my husband's going to the, you know, the hospital and we're going to emergency, right? Yeah. That, that prayer piece and that faith. It's like, dear God, I don't know where you're dragging me, but please just heal my husband. You know, heal my daughter, please. You know, take care of this. I entrusted this and just prayed and prayed and prayed. We prayed a lot in this situation and it was absolutely amazing god showed up like the glorious magnificent omnipresent 
being. Being that he is. Being that he is, even though he's not a being spirit that he is. It's like, it was so incredible. And so we left, we came home and the beautiful thing I was like, okay, so here we are guys, we're, we're, and gals out there, beautiful souls who are listening. We're kicked out of a hospital an hour and a half away from our home. Oh, yeah. We had no way to get back home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, my husband's in the hospital. And literally, a dear, sweet, wonderful, amazing friend, Angel, texted me out of the blue. I didn't even ask. I didn't even <laughs> ask people yeah. for rides at this point. And she's like, so when do you want me to pick you up? Yeah. It was like, what? Boom. <laughs> oh, talk about bawling and crying. It's just like, what do you mean? She's like, nope, we're here. We're, we'll get you whenever you want us to get you. Yeah. Um. And she did. And then uh, they were also over at our house. They got in. I'm not, I don't even know how, actually, maybe. I don't know how. Anyways, <laughs> they got into our house. They cleaned our house. It was such a mess because it was chaos and crazy. And they took care of the dog who was trying to attack them and bite them. And yeah, it was, but it was beautiful and amazing. And I don't even know how they got it done. And how they, how do you even clean a house like that coming in like yeah, that? Was I pretty, mean, they weren't that familiar with our house. They just. It was honestly just your house was chaos so we are we appreciate yeah not appreciate but like we are just um, incredibly thankful for them yeah and our friends and all the people that have that joined together yeah to help so us. each and every one of our friends and acquaintances are angels are a part of this miracle they created this miracle so it's like thank you thank you thank you we can't thank you enough and please if anybody is in need of prayer feel free to reach out to us. Yeah. Because sure. we believe in that power of prayer and we absolutely want to support everybody. Yeah. When they are struggling. For sure. Need it. So reach out. And so we were home and my husband came home, what, a day or two later. Yeah. And we all got to recuperate together. Together. Cause we all had COVID. So we were all together, which was a good thing. Cause I was feeling really lonely and stuff, but we'll talk about that in another podcast yes uh there there is a dark side to a miracle and that will be our next podcast podcast yeah. 13 13 oh my gosh it's so funny that's that it's so 13. crazy and it, it is that'll be podcast 13 because there's a dark side to all this kind of yeah and you'll want to listen to find out what that is but right now we're basking in gratitude and the COVID miracle. <laughs> the COVID miracle. The, the beauty, the miracle, and the angels all around us. Each and every one of you um, has the ability to be an angel and to reach out and serve people in magnificent ways Yeah. when you connect with God. Yeah. And we briefly touched on this in the beginning of it, but, you know, like as humans, we need to have hope. And sometimes it feels like we're hopeless and then... Uh, this story kind of made me feel, or like, you know, experiencing COVID kind of made me feel hopeless and stuff. There was just like a lot of not good things going on, but there was also a lot of miracles, but it's hard to see when you're dealing with such like serious stuff. But we also want to like shine a light on that. Even if you, if you, even if you are going through a really, really hard time and you think that something's impossible Nothing is impossible with God. God at all. is our refuge. He is our rock. And if we go to him and we plead with prayer and continue praying to him, nothing is impossible with him. And 
to absolutely even emphasize our point we brought in three bible verses yes that that all basic they all say the same thing they do and that's why we wanted to pull this out because it's like three different books three different people um recording god and his message and what jesus is saying yeah about god and it's all the same and so we're gonna read these three different verses yeah and let you know that god is giving us a powerful message yeah and so the first one is luke and it's chapter 18 verse 27 and it says jesus replied what is impossible with man is possible with god which is so incredible because i mean to think about that like anything anything is possible with with god right absolutely anything is it really is you know faith like a mustard seed you can move mountains Mm -hmm. is what it says in the bible and honestly being stuck where we were in a hopeless situation i can see how god it felt impossible it was totally impossible like even impossible with the doctors and stuff Mm -hmm. like even with their help it felt impossible Mm -hmm. but to to even emphasize our point more matthew 1926 says almost the exact same thing jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible but with god all things are possible so it's not only do we see it like this time or not only do we see it first in luke secondly in matthew but right he reiterates it a third time in Mark. Yeah, just to hit the message home, three times yeah. is a charm. Three uh, times is a charm. We have Mark uh, 10, 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. I mean, it's insane to see that because we felt so hopeless. We felt like everything was impossible, but we leaned on God and we just asked for his holy spirit to con- like convene what is that right the word yeah like convene, intervene inter- intervene yeah in With in us. our lives in our lives right to come into us and to um heal us right? yeah um make us whole and so th- this is what we want to leave you with um absolutely is that god can do the impossible god is all about miracles here yeah. on earth right here right now there's no limit no limit to miracles no absolutely not god does not have a limit at all with faith you want to pray with faith for what you want and what you need and god is there and god is our hope he is our hope he's our hope always yeah and so i think that's how we probably want to leave it and hope that you found this empowering and to hopefully offer you some hope um, even if you're struggling and be sure to reach out to others and friends and if you need prayer be sure to reach out to us yeah you can find us at faithfully underscore apologetic on instagram and kelly jean Pittman on facebook which is our faithfully unapologetic facebook but you know there's yeah. there's some weird technical things where you can't change that so yeah you can find us on there and feel free to reach out and absolutely yeah and uh and kellyjeanpittman.com i think you can send me a message there on yep. the website as well and we would love to pray for you if you want to reach out to us that way if you found this podcast inspiring you should share it 
<laughs> you share it with those that you feel drawn to share it with. Yeah. To help them. Because God is real. Miracles exist. They do. And all things are possible. With God. With God. Yeah. And so, Jana, did you want to close this out with of a course. prayer? Yeah. So, please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank mm-hmm. you so much for bringing all these beautiful listeners together here today. And I just ask that you continue to bless each and every single one of the people listening. God, help them to realize that miracles aren't for only like the special people. Miracles are for everybody and miracles happen every day. God, help us to see the blessings in the everyday and help us to realize that you are working in our midst even when it doesn't feel like it. God, give hope to the hopeless and give strength to the weak. God, you are so good Mm -hmm. and continue to help us to see you in the everyday because you, you and yourself are a miracle. And just, I pray that the Holy Spirit is able to come into our lives to help us and guide us and so we can recognize the extraordinary your extraordinary and what seems like the mundane because you are god and you don't make just randomness you are you are there in every detail you're there in every single second and moment and every single moment is a miracle because we are living and breathing like every single breath that we have is a miracle and i pray that we are able to recognize that every day because you you gave us that and you are the ultimate being (laughs) i don't know you are just incredible and i pray that we continue to recognize that and to help us to grow closer to you so we can be miracles to other people be those angels yeah the handsome feet of god for sure. Absolutely. We love you and we praise you forever and more. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Thank, Thank you. you for that, Jaina. So with that, I think we will end in faith and love. Jaina and Kelly. Bye. See you next time.